Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Apparently, I, my problem areas are the T areas. Is that what it's called? A tr- the T like zone. The T the zone, yes. Um, so I'm doing something about it. Okay. Who pointed that out to you? Who told you about that? Uh, just my own um, looking at myself in the, in the mirror. I was like, hey, I hear there's something about this. So here's the thing. I went to the makeup section, obviously, because that's where all of these products are. Uh, uh-huh. But the one that I picked out, first of all, is charcoal, which obviously right off the bat, very masculine. And then secondly, the guy on the box. There was a guy on the box. A so, man box. A man box. Yeah. So okay. this is made for men. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you and your skincare journey. Um, Thank you. What else do you do to your skin? Excuse me? <laughs> no, like what? <laughs> like for because you were a you were an um an early user of uh what's it called uh did you use um what was the acne medicine Accutane? Pro- no, proactive. You were using proactive. proactive. Yeah, I think I ordered proactive a while ago. Yeah. Like yeah. when it came out, when it was still like the infomercial. Proactive yeah. is terrible. Oh. It burned my skin, man. Oh too, no. Made it too sensitive. You also did the other one, the doctor the Murad no that was your husband no my husband never did murad no i don't think did i do murad you did i definitely i definitely ordered like it was pretty much makeup that i ordered at some point (laughs) from the infomercials (laughs) and here i am at 40 with a bureau strip on my nose okay that bureau strip that you bureau strip that you have on the bureaucracy strip that you have the red tape that you have on your face i can see the blackheads already seeping out the other side and i'm really jealous that i don't get to take that off your nose first of all that's not blackheads that's the charcoal it's okay, charcoal whatever. on the other side yeah okay sure all right well good luck with that i don't know how that's gonna help you because all right well are you doing anything else do you wash your face with anything no i put this on my dirty face that's what i do of course i wash my face no what do you wash your face with that's what i'm asking I got some sort of cleanser. I don't know exactly what it's called. It's a Neutrogena product. Neutrogena. I, don't, I was I was not ready. I was not prepared to talk about my skincare journey. Okay, you came on camera, obviously baiting me with that bureau, bureau strip. And now you're acting like you don't want to talk about skincare. Don't even get me started with your new haircut. Uh, I hate my new haircut. I look like a little baby boy. <laughs> um, it's it's gonna take like two weeks for me to for, for my face to grow into my hair or my hair to grow into my face. <laughs> There's a lot of face right now, and then there with the beard strip right now. You know, our family we don't do well with short haircuts because we've got a lot of cheek, a lot of cheek, too much here. face, too much what? face. And the thing is, like a lot of people have a lot of face, uh-huh. you know, and. If it's a little bit off, then you're in trouble. And ours is a lot off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like Angelina Jolie has a lot of face, but of everything is perfect. But she doesn't have a lot of cheek. That's the issue. We have a lot of face plus a lot of cheek. And it's not cheek in a nice way. It's cheeks in a jowly way. It's the worst type of cheeks. Yeah. It's the cheeks that are adorable um, until you're four. 
at five, you're like, that child is hideous. No, 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 no. I'm going to say that these cheeks do well for you until you're about mm, 13. Once puberty hits and those cheeks don't know where to go, you're like, why do you still have cheeks like a baby? <laughs> you're 22. You're like, I don't know. You know what's really terrible about being a woman with cheeks? Is like What's that? A couple oh. of years ago, I was like, oh, people are getting like, you know, fillers is basically just fat that they put into your face to make your face look more youthful. And I was like, oh, I don't need that because I already have a very youthful face thanks to these cheeks. Well, guess what? In the last year, uh, what happened is that gravity hits. And what happens is that your cheeks that are attached to your cheekbones start to detach and they start to move down slowly and you start to get a saggy face. Yeah, hang These dog. Cheeks. You have a hang dog face. A what? A hang dog face. You're like, <laughs> like, I uh, like Snoopy. Yeah, like Snoopy, like LBJ's dog. Have you ever seen LBJ's dog? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I look not Snoopy. Who's a sad dog from like cartoons? Mm. Who is that dog? <laughs> I just made a noise. You know which dog I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I know. I do. Who's that dog? Um, Oh man, you put up uh, you Google sad dog cartoon and it's very sad. All these dogs <laughs> crying. <laughs> You're like old yeller. That's not even a cartoon. No. Uh, yeah, I know. So this is I see the dog. I don't see the name of the dog. Droopy dog. Duh. Droopy. Oh, duh. Okay. Yeah. You start to look like droopy. And so then I went to my Botox girl and I said, what can we do about this? And she said, I would recommend putting filler in your face. And I was like, what? No, said, what yeah. is filler? Is filler organic or are you putting like an implant in your high cheeks? Like, no, no, what no. Is that? So it's organic. It's organic in the sense it's it's hyaluronic acid, but it's basically it adds to your face, it, but it also dissolves. So like. I, I like how you said it's organic and it has acid in it. No, hyaluronic acid <laughs> is a good thing. We all have we all have acid in our bodies, you dick face. Okay. <laughs> But um, filler does also dissolve. It also metabolizes in your body. So it's not like something. It's not like an implant where it just like floats there. Um, but she told me that I should get filler. And I was like very confused because I was like, my problem is that there's too much cheek and it's drooping down. How yeah. is adding more going to make this better? But allegedly it helps regenerate some of the collagen inside of your face, which helps pull everything back up. I don't know. I I don't the, trust you, it. I'm too scared. Yeah, when you, when you describe terrified. it, it feels like like it would be like an optical illusion type of thing, but your head would be huge. Your head would just be gigantic. <laughs> I don't want to look swollen. Like you know, Jennifer Aniston looks swollen. Does she? Jennifer yeah. Aniston? Yeah, she. Jennifer does. Aniston has a very puffy face. Yeah. Does she not? All those ladies now. Yeah. Well, no, like weirdly, Courtney Cox got really bad work like early on, and then now she looks great. Like she really settled into her work, I think. But like yes. Jennifer Aniston doesn't look great. Anyway, speaking of Jennifer Aniston, let's just dive into some of the topics that I had to discuss. Oh my God, so much happened. First of all, I haven't recorded for two weeks. Very exciting stuff happened. I almost had COVID, Ooh. and I turned 38. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday or whatever. Dead silence. No reaction. Crickets. I'm going to put I'm going to find a cricket sound and put it in there. Can, can you make you a cricket find... sound? I, I, what am I? Chirp, chirp. No, I can't. I can uh, boo. Can we boo? Can we add boo sounds? I mean, you could just boo, boo at me, That's I think. <laughs> that would be the equivalent. Um. Anyway. What did Jennifer Aniston do recently that pissed me off? Oh, she did an article. And in the article, she said um, she is, quote, so over cancel culture. Quote, I just don't understand what it means. Is there no redemption? I don't know. I don't put everyone in everybody in the Harvey Weinstein basket. Mm. Mm. It's like, Jennifer, how do you still not know? I think uh, like... Uh... <sighs> It's tough, man. Like, I think it for these celebrities, um, it's a completely different thing than what we experience or how we look at cancel culture, right? Because to them, it's just somebody unfairly coming after 
their way of life or, sure. you know, how they make money or whatever. So that's all they see. Um, they don't see the nuance. They see, sure. and, and I'm sure like a lot of times what also happens is like they occupy the space with a lot of the people that get canceled, right? The, yeah. Usually the people that get canceled are famous people. Yeah. Um, and like in real life, we don't cancel people. Like we don't yeah. cancel our friends, even though our friends, a lot of our friends are assholes, right? Yeah. So the only people that get canceled are celebrities. So to us, I think we can see the nuance in that. To somebody like to Jennifer Aniston, she's probably just like, oh, you know, I have a friend who sure has some problematic views or did some problematic shit, but uh, maybe we shouldn't cancel them. Maybe we shouldn't take away their way of life. But then again, it's also like, well, you know, your way of life is ridiculous. Like you yeah, get exactly. paid millions and millions of dollars for yeah. work, which I mean, it doesn't justify it. Mean, make all the money that you can obviously but it's not like it's apples to apples so yeah exactly um all right well that's how i felt about it too i was like mm. i think that she feels like she she can't cancel people because uh the people that are being canceled are her famous friends and then now she can't associate with them because like the public the pr part of things is such a big part of their existence like so much of their money mm -hmm. is tied to your public image that I think that that's why they have a hard time wrapping their heads around like cancel culture. Like, what am I supposed to do? Never see this person again. It's like, well, I mean, if they're your friend, I guess, like, I guess I've never had to think about that. Right. I, we have plenty of problematic friends or family members and nobody's going to ding us for hanging out with them because no mm -hmm. one gives a fuck who we hang out with, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, like, a lot of, that, yeah. Go right. Ahead. That PR part of it, is also very true, especially somebody like Jennifer Aniston. Like Jennifer Aniston, sure, uh, obviously Rachel from Friends, huge star or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, aside from Friends, she is famous for gossip. She is famous for just tabloids, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, not a body of work that I would really get behind. I think with yeah. Jennifer what's Aniston. A, what's a good Jennifer Aniston movie? Marley and Me. Marley and me, she was in that. Speaking of sad yeah. dogs, <laughs> um, a lot of breakups this week, uh, or in the last two weeks. Did you hear that Britney Spears has filed for divorce against her husband, Sam Azhari? I did hear that, and I also knew right away that I could not talk to you about it because I would get myself in trouble. Oh, well, go ahead. I, the, I'm just saying, it. Is, I'm just saying. You were, if I recall, one of those free Britney people. Pretty adamant. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, maybe Britney needs help. She obviously needs help, right? It's not just... Um, I, I haven't seen that documentary. Um, I, uh -huh. I, I imagine there was a lot of unfairness done to her. Uh, uh -huh. But obviously, Britney is somebody that needs help. Sure. So that's just how I feel about it. Well, I think that... I think that this is where I've come around with Britney, is that I think that she... I think anybody who had the kind of fame that she did at the age that she did, like we all know this about child stars, their lives mm -hmm. get really fucked up. Right. And so, and, and all of that, I think already sets you up for like a lot of issues. But then on top of that, you add on top of like this, a conservatorship, a conservatorship where you're being drugged unwillingly or being controlled in ways uh, your money's being controlled. All those things are deeply fucked up. So do I think that Britney should have been freed from that conservatorship? Absolutely, because she's a woman who gets to earn her own money and use her own money and spend it the way that she wants. But I think it's also okay to admit that, like, she's unwell. Um, but it's also okay to admit that even though she, if, if she is unwell, she shouldn't be married to a guy that she doesn't want to be married to anymore. Yeah, that's okay. Of yeah. course, yeah. I mean, divorce. So we, good, we welcome divorce good for you, here. Brittany. What's exciting about this is now Sam is coming out and saying that he's like about to be homeless. And I was like, well, what, what did you do this whole time, buddy? Isn't he like a personal trainer or something? Yeah. Yeah. She used his full name, his full Persian name in her statement about the divorce. She called him Hissam. I was like, oh, wow. Oh. She said, I'm not using your Western name. Anyway, well, congratulations to them, I guess. Not to Sam, but mostly to Brittany. Um, other breakups that happen is apparently this guy, Scooter Braun, who I don't know anything about besides the fact that he's a music manager. Everybody is breaking up with him. So, like, 
mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, Justin Timberlake, not Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, all these artists, Demi Lovato, I think. I think she left him a while ago, but everybody is leaving Scooter Braun. And the concern is, like, what's about to come out about him that everybody decided to drop him as their music agent? What do you think it could be? So I actually heard, uh, like, a podcast about this from Uh one of these things. Um, I don't think that there's anything terrible that's coming out. I think it's just, well, so he had this, like, Taylor Swift controversy a couple of years ago. Do you you, you know why Taylor wrote, like, all those, or she re-recorded all those songs? Yeah. Because he bought her catalog or whatever. So yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. artists were already like kind of upset at him. Um, and then I believe he's like he's like the CEO of this huge like music company. It's a company that's like behind BTS or whatever. So uh-huh. I th- I think it's probably just that he doesn't do music management anymore. That's what I would guess. I don't think that there's anything nefarious coming out. Do you think there's something nefarious? Do you think something exciting is happening? I hope so. Otherwise, like, why were you guys telling me all this? I don't give a fuck who signs off of Scooter Braun. What kind of name is Scooter Braun? You think that's his God-given name? Let's check. Let's let's give that a Google. Scooter Braun. Okay, his real name is Scott. Scott Samuel Braun. That's cool. Is Scooter, Scooter? Is, is Scooter a cool nickname? I think a Scooter's a good nickname until you're like 12, right? Scooter's like a nice <laughs> Yeah, just like our cheeks. Scooter is no longer cute after 12. <laughs> yeah. Then you look like a sad dog because Scooter's the name of a dog that you have to yeah, put down one day. Here's Scooter. <laughs> Here's Scooter. Oh, we're so sorry. Sorry to see Scooter go. Oh, Scooter and me. <laughs> Marley and me. <laughs> um... Speaking of other breakups, this one really real. Oh, this one really messed me up. Okay. A couple of days ago, there were rumors that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, the queen of the North and Joe Jonas were on the brink of separation. And the rumors were that Sophie, and this is like, of course, like all over, like with TMD and shit, they said, inside sources say, that Sophie Turner is an absentee mother and that Joe is even having to take the children on tour with him, okay? So first I saw that and I was like, you know what? I think that Priyanka is behind these rumors because <laughs> screw this lady, okay? But then the next day, you know, they're on tour. He sang a song that he had written for his wife that wasn't part of the set before. He was wearing his wedding ring. She posted about like how excited she is like for his she 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 was at a New York show and she posted all this stuff like partying with him and all this stuff. But then today it was confirmed. Joseph Jonas has filed for divorce against Sophie Turner. What are your the queen of the the queen of the north and the prince of East Hanover? Um, I feel here's the thing. I feel absolutely nothing. Wow. It's just who cares? Who cares? Whatever. I think they were both I think the their relationship gave uh both of their public profiles more legs, right? Yeah. Like what so Sophie Turner Who do you think gained more from that? Joe Jonas or Sophie Turner? Yeah, the Jonas brothers had like this weird comeback um a couple of years ago, and it was because the two younger Jonah Jonai got married to like famous ladies. I feel like yeah. that was part of it. And then they had like that one song and everyone's like, Oh, we're excited for the Jonas brothers again. And like, really? Okay. All right, fine. Sure. And now they get to tour or whatever, but overall, I don't know. I mean, are you going to be upset when the Jonas brothers go away? Does it really matter? What's a Jonas brothers no. song that you'd like? Um, <laughs> Is this is Sucker? Yeah, Sucker. They even got famous from like Sucker really also took off because in their music video, they had their wives. It's poor Danielle, mm-hmm. first of all. <laughs> Kevin's wife. Okay. It's if I've average. seen you at Trader Joe's, I don't think I'm excited to see you in a music video. <laughs> no. Okay. Secondly, uh, then obviously you had Priyanka Chopra, Pinky Chops, and then you had Sophie Turner. 
And I feel like that music video was exciting because it was like these two, their wives. Like suddenly it was like these little baby Joni turned into like men, grown men really? wives. Did yeah. they really? Did you yeah, ever- I mean, no, no, they didn't. But for, you know, like they had a new like look, right? They Their comeback was sort of like this mature, you know, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable even to say it. it's like saying like Hanson grew up because he become became husband. You know, it's like it's yeah. ridiculous as that. But meanwhile, one of the Hanson guys is like forty eight, probably. Really, right? the oldest one, no. Isaac. Who's Isaac? I think is our brother's the age. I think he's forty two. Oh, okay. Now that Taylor Hanson, the middle one. I just think, yeah, was a good looking so man. Cute. Still so cute. cute, but you know what? The younger one, youngest one, also grew up to be very cute. Zach. Yeah, I think. Anyway, back to the Jonas. I think that the Jonases became famous because of who they were married to. I think that if Joe Jonas had married old what's her face from DJs down at Point Pleasant, I don't <laughs> think anybody would care about her being in the music video. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So like, and I think that the, like people like he had that that little band that Cake by the Ocean Floor band that uh, Joe Jonas had, right? Oh, you took Jason? off your beer strip. I Hold did. On. I should have taken. Pause. I should have done it. Can you touch your nose and tell me how it feels? It feels just like my nose, a little bit drier. That's about a it. A drier. A drier. Does yeah. it feel smoother? It does feel smoother. That is true. That's what we want. We want to feel yeah. smooth. You know what would you would really love a facial? I think I would. I've gotten a manicure and a pedicure once in my life, and it was very very nice. And then I got how did my, you get uh, a manicure? You have no nails. I it was forced on me. Um, I was forced to grow my nails for like a week uh, before <laughs> I could go, and then they put like the stuff on top so I wouldn't bite my nails. And then you were like, "This just adds flavor." Yeah, I just chewed my way through it. I was like, oh, this is organic. It tastes like acid. <laughs> um and then while i yeah while i was getting that done um the lady was like do you want to do your eyebrows and i was like sure and i got my <laughs> eyebrows done and then you saw me and you said what the fuck did you do to my, your face <laughs> that's also what you guys said to me the first time i got my mustache threaded that's true. at the age yeah. of 10 bring it back <laughs> You said, whoa, looks like Ami shaved your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like Joe Jonas really benefited from his marriage to Sophie. Now, what bothers me is that the the tabloids, the TMZs, they're saying that like they're really presenting this thing that like the reason why they ended up divorcing is because she's a party girl and he is a homebody and their lifestyles are just totally different. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't believe that. That to me feels like a dig at Sophie T. Well, I mean, obviously like who do you think the sources are, right? The sources, if, if the first thing that come out was that she was a bad mother then obviously the source is Joe Jonas or whatever, his side, right? His mom. Uh, his mom. For probably. sure. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? Mary? Marie. I think her name is Marie. You know a lot about the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> well, they're my neighbors, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're in the same Facebook group. You know, <laughs> probably. Uh, the people for Trader Joe's of East Hanover. Um, yeah, their mom's name is, uh, let's see. Their mom's name is, oh, not Marie. It's Denise. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> Why'd you guess Marie? I don't know. It just name? seems very New Jersey. Out of the Jonas Brothers, the most uh, the most talented one, obviously, is Nick Jonas. Yes, right? of course. But he never, like, he never really took off as a solo guy. I remember. Like, I mean, he his had solo this... stuff is really good. Is it? Do you... I, I know that one song, or I think I know two songs. I remember at some point he had like his own band. Also, it was like Nick yeah. Jonas and the Administration. And the yeah, reason he was why really I... trying to come in with a Bruce kick, yeah, exactly. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's the new Bruce Springsteen." And I heard one song, and I was like, "No, he's not." Um... <laughs> he said, "Oh, he's the 
but it excuse me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it was. It felt more like uh, like blue collar Justin Timberlake or something like that. But I don't know. Aren't they all actors now? Um. Well, they were always actors because they were like Disney Channel people. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm annoyed with that, uh, with the narrative here. So fuck you, Jonas Brothers, for doing that oh. to our Queen oh. of the North. Okay. I'm, yeah, because I'm in, and in this divorce, I'm obviously pro Sophie Turner because I love her. I think she's a great time. Whenever she's, she's barely on social media. Also, like I feel like the Jonas Brothers are very tuned in to like their image and how they are like intact. Like they are, they need to be fueled by like gossip and stuff like that i feel like sophie turner's never really been that way like she's just like famous for being famous i mean she's famous for being an actor right like she's not really like in the tabloids she's beautiful so she gets like all these like louis vuitton she's like a louis vuitton ambassador or and, like she's done chanel stuff so like she has other things going and i always feel like celebrities who are online like very online depend on their being online to get a little bit ahead and so they're really tuned into the gossip which i feel like the jonas brothers are very tuned into being online whereas i feel like sophie turner's never really been that way i don't know i don't know i mean she listen she got married knowing everything right and um so i don't know i mean also you said that you're on her side in in what situation would you not be on the woman's side in a divorce? <laughs> Knowing me, I don't know, murder, but even then. Well, it's not a divorce. <laughs> That's murder. Yeah, but even then. <laughs> I feel like, did he do something to deserve that? Probably. <laughs> Men aren't great. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, let me go through my notes, see what else is going on. Oh, while we were away, Trump got indicted. He's got a little mugshot out. What do you think about the mugshot? Mm-hmm. I think, um, I mean, it's a mugshot. Uh, and I knew immediately uh, by looking at it that he was going to, like, the, his uh, fan base or his base was going to be very excited about it um, because, you know, that's what they're going for. They they think that that's, like, his, like, stance or, you know, that's, like, him standing up uh, to the man or whatever. So, of course, like, within, like, half an hour of the mugshot being released, he tweeted about it and put up merchandise against it because he is a shameless person, right? So it's it's what you expect. So sad. Sad. What I didn't expect out of it was that he weighed in at 215 pounds. What are your thoughts about that? <laughs> well, that is obviously a lie. Obviously. Yeah. Like he says that he's six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. That is what an NFL quarterback looks like. And that is not what <laughs> Donald Trump looks like. <laughs> crazy yeah it's like lamar jackson i don't think he's ever been 215 pounds okay i i feel okay i was 220 pounds when i was fully pregnant with my child and i feel like Mm -hmm. i was still much smaller than him i was 265 pounds at one point when i was pregnant with my second child so like i just don't believe that that's that's his weight it's just not but so bold of him, you know, like he's so but, audacious sometimes if he wasn't destroying the earth and like our political system and like creating conspiracy theories and rallying a cult, I'd be like, that's bold, <laughs> impressive. Well, no, but that's that is exactly the appeal, right? Like nobody can make like a like a like a logical case for Trump. He is a terrible person. He's obviously terrible, but he is also kind of hilarious like he that is it it is (laughs) no it is it is inconvenient how funny donald trump is like and it's like the dumbest shit too right like uh what do you call it like uh like sleepy joe biden is hilarious like if you hear (laughs) isn't that funny it's a funny thing to hear also because he is sleepy but i also love when sleepy joe biden wakes up and gets sassy with somebody and you're like curses and stuff yeah and geritol kicked in um, you know what's interesting? Sure. Is I think the women are more offended by Trump obviously lying about his weight and the men find him lying about his height more egregious. Because he oh. says he's six three in the thing, right? 
um, because they don't really measure you. I think it's like the same thing as like your license or whatever. <laughs> you can just write whatever you want to. Yeah. I'm, I'm five, eight on my license. Um, yeah. um, but I think the men find the height thing egregious because he's yeah. clearly not six, three. He's like six foot or whatever. It's interesting. Oh, he's not six, three. No, I don't know. He's short. He is. He's shorter than Obama. I, he may have been like six, two at some point. Right. But he's like 75 now or whatever. So there's no yeah. way he's six three. Yeah, yeah. I do think men are more offended by height, and women are more offended by weight because yeah. I think that people think that like I, I think it's it's a similar thing where like women women are expected to weigh a certain amount, and then like all women are supposed to be 125 to 135 pounds max. A 135 mm-hmm. pound woman is considered like curvy, and then everything below that is acceptable, right? Whereas, like, I just, and, want, I just want to clarify. This is this is a, just what you are saying. I do not agree with this. Yeah, no, no. I know. Listen, listen. I will give you that. I know that you don't agree with that. Okay, but growing up, right? Like that is what, as a woman in this world, mm-hmm. that is yeah. sort of like how we were told. Like I remember getting married and being 138 pounds and feeling like, oh man, I'm still too fat. Like. I remember being like 150 pounds before I got pregnant with my kids. And I remember being like, oh my God, like I'm going to be, going to be called obese at the office, at the doctor's office, which I was right. So like, because we were all made to think that like the fucking, what is it called? The, uh, I was going to call it the RBI, but that's not it. BMI. BMI. (laughs) 38. (laughs) I've been traveling. Um, the BMI makes you think that you're like, uh, you know, just like a fucking ogre. We're Trek, yeah. all of us, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's usually offensive. I feel like with men, it's a similar thing where like men are expected to be like at least 5'8". Like if you're not 5'8", then you're mm-hmm. considered like too short. And like, and I think that that's why most men will say that they're 5'8 or around there. Just to mm-hmm. be like, that's my height. I like. I feel like a lot of guys say they're five ten, and I like look at that. I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. think you are. Yeah. So like most actors that are that that are like five ten, mm-hmm. are really like five six or five seven, right? That's kind of how it works. But it's also true, right? So like, like there's multiple studies about like how the taller you are, the more you advance in your career. Like that's a real thing that happens. Right. Yeah. So that's and it's it's just one of those things that, you know, men grow up with or whatever. I don't think it matters as much anymore. But like if you like, you know, like all those incel guys or whatever. Right. That's their complaint about it, which is stupid, obviously, because I think your height really doesn't make a difference. I don't think yeah. it does. I think as long as you're just comfortable with who you are, you're going to be perfectly fine. I think if you think about your height more than you do, you're kind of inviting that problem onto yourself. Like if you were thinking that you are too short in in whatever setting then obviously you're not going to have self-confidence right obviously you're going to not put like the best version of yourself out yeah so i think it's just one of those things that you know people people are naturally more attracted to people that are taller which is okay but so what that's not so so what who cares you wouldn't get that you wouldn't get that surgery that people get you know having said that like I am five eight. I would not. I would not give up an inch for anything. Like I think five. Like I think like Zach Efron is like five seven. I would not trade places with Zach Efron ever, because I got this inch. I will hold on to this inch. I don't care wow. how good he looks. Yeah. Wow. That's just the way wow. it is. Yeah. My husband is five seven. I think your your husband is like five seven and a half. Oh, that's sweet of you. I think he's five eight actually. He's. The, I think oh I'm like half an You're so generous. I don't think he's 5'8". I'm 5'3". Okay. Um, So our poor child is obsessed with height. And every day he asks me when he's going to get taller. And I'm like, I don't know. You have two short parents. Um, What? It's fine. Michael Jordan's parents were short. Michael Michael Jordan's entire family is short. There's nobody in his family that's taller than 5'9". Okay. And he's 6'6". Yeah. So you never know. Okay. Um, so wait, let me go through my notes real quick. Um, did you see this latest thing? This is so random. It just, it just happened. Like, I have to mention it because it's so silly. Um, and I can't believe that it's like getting airtime. I'm actually going to talk about it because I think it's so funny. 
Um, but did you hear about this gentleman who claims that he had sex with Barack Obama in 1999? <laughs> so I did see that. But that guy <laughs> has been around for like 15 years. That guy, oh, really? that's, yeah, yeah, that story was like in the National Enquirer when Obama was running in like 2008. And people uh-huh. were like, it's a fucking ridiculous story. Of course, it's not true. Right. So he's just been around. The right wing media has just, they just, kind of keep going back to him from time to time <laughs> so he it keeps coming up anytime like you know they want to cause some shit and now i think he's on like uh, with tucker carlson right yes because the thing is is like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how real how obviously fake something is now they have a thing that they can talk about because they what they figured out is like the truth doesn't matter to them right they can just say whatever they want to and now, you know, people are just going to kind of run with it. I had somebody that I know, um, you know, that I care about a lot, um, was talking to her mother. And she was like, hey, did you hear it? Like somebody forwarded me this story about how Michelle, you know, like that Michelle Obama thing, right? With that Michelle Obama. Like this is some bullshit that the right wing does. Like it, it drops once every three months or whatever. They say that Michelle Obama was a man. Which is just yeah, they like yeah, the exactly. most like Which stupid, hateful, racist, just just yeah. terrible thing, right? And she was like, somebody forwarded me the story on WhatsApp that that's true, right? And it was a Facebook link or whatever. And she's like, you know, somebody told me that. So in reality, obviously, you hear something like that, you're like, that's ridiculous, that's a lie, blah blah blah. And I think that's what it was like five, six years ago when it came out. And then they just keep repeating it, keep repeating it, keep repeating it. First, it becomes like a joke. Then it becomes like a meme. And then people that don't care to like follow up on shit just start believing stuff. Um, And I think that's the one thing that right wing has figured out. So like, of course, Tucker Carlson is going to have this on. There's no fucking consequences for it. They'll just have them on. And now it's going to trend. And now somebody's going to become like a, it's going to become a meme. And then people are just going to start accepting it. Like people just accept that Tom Hanks was on the Epstein Island. There's like no proof, nothing, but he's just, oh, he was there. Yeah. I do have to read what this guy, by the way, he's a convicted, (laughs) he's a convicted con artist, this dude. His name is, what is his name? Larry Sinclair. I have to read you what the transcript is of what he says to Tucker Carlson because it's so silly. He's missing teeth. Like we, uh, guys, uh, it's ridiculous. Okay, this is what he said. I had given Barack $250 to pay for cocaine. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe, and he's smoking it. So I start rubbing my thighs along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. He says that he doesn't know. He had no idea who he was. He said it wasn't it wasn't Barack's first time, and it would most it would almost he would be almost willing to bet it wasn't his last time. That's like ridiculous because like, okay, here's the thing. Here's what I want to try to understand, right? From like a person who, like, I don't think any of our listeners would believe any of this, but I think that what I want to try to understand is like, he's not going to be president ever again. Okay, he is not going to be president ever again. Why is this still coming up? Like, why are we talking about this? Why are you even like, why is the right wing even bringing this up? Like it's, it, I think it's, that's the thing that bothers me about this. Like, I don't understand the purpose behind stuff like this. Well, the purpose for it is that Barack Obama has earned a reputation in this world. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he did it by being the person that he is. Um, And, they can't get their head around the fact that they can't bring them down on any sort of logical thing. Right. Like you, you're not going to tell me that any, like any of these guys is smarter than Barack Obama. None of these guys is more uh, empathetic than Barack Obama. None of these guys has the ambition of Barack Obama. Right. And they see that in a African American person that has just meant so much to the country and like people can just look at him and be proud of him. And so Tucker Carlson's like, well, you know what? I got nothing better to do. I'm just going to take a shot at it because yeah. it doesn't hurt him. Right. He, of course, he doesn't like Barack Obama because he's stands for everything that Tucker Carlson uh, is against. Right. Which 
at the end of the day is like white supremacy or whatever. So that's the reason why, right? Now it's going to, and the, it's going to trend on Twitter because people don't give a shit anymore. And Twitter has gotten a shit. And then it's just going to kind of enter the mainstream. Now somebody's yeah. going to have to talk about it. That's going to get picked up by like news agencies and stuff like that. And it's just going to get a life. That's the reason yeah. why they do it. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. They're not good people. They're terrible people. Um, yeah. When I was scrolling through my notes, I did come across this, this clip that I had saved of what's this guy. It's waters. I don't know what his first name is from Fox news. Jesse waters. Jesse Waters, he he said about Trump's mugshot, I say this with an unblemished record of heterosexuality. He looks good and he looks hard. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. I just, I just wish that they didn't have so much power in our government. You know, like, that's the thing. Yeah. I just... Oh. I want to laugh at this like it's a reality TV show, but it's too real. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like the Republican Party doesn't have, like, I mean, and that's a sad part because I do think that there are good, smart Republicans that have very valid points. I, I think that there are some things in conservatism that should be part of the discourse, but the Republican Party does not feel like they can kind of compete anymore um, mm-hmm. because of the power that Donald Trump has. And the mm-hmm. only thing that Donald Trump is, he's just, you know, he's a meme factory. That's all he is. And they know that they can generate a lot of, you can generate a lot of excitement with memes or whatever. Um, and it's yeah. definitely working out. Right. So like the stuff that we saw in June, right. Part of that is a result of all of this stuff. Part of that is a result of people being like, Oh, okay. You know what? We can just make fun of people. And we can just be hateful or whatever. And they do that for a couple of years until it becomes a real thing. And then they yeah. kind of convince themselves that, oh, no, I have a moral obligation. No, that's not what it is. It's just they have, you know, they get their yucks in. And then, you know, they're just going to keep it going for a little bit. The thing is, is over the long haul, it's not going to work out. Over yeah. the long haul, like, you know, things that are that need to happen are going to happen like that's the reason why trump has been indicted like that is what's supposed to happen but in in the near term what they can do is they can make a lot of money they can all get in on the grift and you know that's it it's very depressing speaking of grifts and a little bit of depression is that there was the republican uh primary debate or whatever um, you are a big fan of one of the fellas up there. I wouldn't say big fan. You liked him. He broke my heart. He broke your heart. Chris Christie. Chris Christie. Um, what did you think of it? Did you watch any of it? I I only watched clips of it, and I only thought about it from uh because of the brown man Vivek. Um, what's his last name? Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. Swamy. Uh, because of him, who seemed like he had a kink for being like a he's like a person who has a kink for getting yelled at or being made fun of. Like, he seemed like he was up there to be like, yes, I would love for these guys to like he felt like to me, like his bucket list was like, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to let all of my Republicans that I've like looked up to roast me like his kink is like being degraded by white people. Like, that's what it feels <laughs> like to me. Because he was so just up he- there making a fool of himself. Well, but the thing is, well, like every all of what well, he is a fool, but that debate, a lot of people said that he won it because he what? did because the rules of Republican debates are different than the rules of other debates. Right. Like if you I watched the, I watched the entire thing. Um, the what they go after is the excitement of the crowd and the crowd gets excited anytime anybody defends Trump. Right. So Chris Christie was the only person on the stage that was like vocally anti-Trump. So he got booed. Um, And Vivek Ramaswamy was like very, very pro-Trump. But let me ask you a question. He's a brown man. There's also Mm -hmm. a brown lady that's running. Do you feel anything when you see brown people like on that stage? Um, Embarrassment, I think. (laughs) Secondhand embarrassment, um, mm-hmm. shame, 
I think are the things that I think, yeah, anger, I'd say. Yeah, I do feel all those things also. Yeah, I, mean, I there feel is, those things. You know, because like we've been, uh, obviously since he came on the scene or whatever, we've been talking about him in all our different groups, right? Our groups that like talk about this stuff. And I've been calling him a dweeb and a dork and all those other things. And because he is, he gives off a lot of dweeb and dork energy to me. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of feel bad about it just kind of because he's a brown dude and, you know, being called a dweeb and a dork and all those things and like a nerd thing that's like a stereotype. It's not the worst stereotype in the world to have, but it is a stereotype. So you kind mm-hmm. of want to be careful of that stuff. But it is, it's weird, man. Like it, him, him being successful enough to get on that stage is a very impressive immigrant story, right? Sure. Like that is that is a reason why people come here, right? But it is like so disheartening to see that this is kind of what he's doing with it because it's obviously all a troll job, right? Like he is mm-hmm. way too smart to say things like Donald Trump is the greatest president of my life because that's obviously not true. It's not true for anybody, right? And like some of the things that he's been saying about like black people and racism and the LGBTQ community, you hear that stuff and you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is what you're going to do with the spotlight. Um, so that's, that's sad. Well, I think that there is, I think that he's really riding the model minority thing, right? Like we see that with a lot of South Asians is that that's how they get ahead is because they are like the good immigrants and they're the good minority and they're the ones that like follow the rules and like it's all just sucking up to the white supremacist system that takes them in with the lie that if you get close enough, if you get successful enough, you can be part of this too. But we all know that the reality is that the white supremacist system doesn't want anybody there that they that is not part of their white supremacy. That would be that would defeat the purpose of white supremacy if they were allowing uh, brown folks in there, right? So like we know that we, but they fuel, they fuel, they they further uh, sort of normalize anti-black sentiment, anti-queer sentiment. Uh, misogyny by convincing other marginalized people that they can be a part of them if they put those people down. So I think like Vivek is an example of that because he got up there and he was acting like a dweeb. He was acting like a person who maybe enjoys being like the nerdy kid up there who like wants to be picked on and stuff. Like it almost feels like he was enjoying playing that role. Um, Because I feel like that's, that's how he, he like has functioned his whole life. And I, I don't know. It's like, it's hard to explain because I feel like I know him. Like, I feel like I know that kid. Like I know exactly who he is. I feel like I've been around that person multiple times in my life like from childhood to now and i think that that is what is so frustrating when you see somebody like that up there because you're like you want to shake them by the shoulder and be like you're just fucking saying things like Mm -hmm. you know that none of this is true you know that that's not how the world works you're purposely being a contrarian you're purposely trolling people and you're purposely choosing to ignore something because you are just acting that way and i and i think Mm -hmm. that some people think that acting that way is more important than like li- than living in reality. They are delulu as young people like to say. Do you have you heard that term delulu? I have it's never like, heard delulu. It's so cute. Is, I saw a meme that said I hope all your delulus come true lulu. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Gen Z, you crack me up." <laughs> Gen Z is very funny. Gen Z does not give a shit. Right. <laughs> you know he's um yeah man it's 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 tough because like every time i'm like oh you know what brown guy up there that's a good thing he says he says like the dumbest and like you know the thing is that's how he what's upsetting to me is that it is obviously a grift like to me that is obviously a grift like that's how he got famous you know how he got famous right like he had this company um, and it was during like the BLM stuff in 2020. And he said that he was forced. He felt like he was forced by his uh, staff to be pro BLM. 
And then mm-hmm. he wrote this book called like uh, about like anti woke culture or like or, or wokeism in uh, what's it called? I think it's like uh, like how wokeism is like the biggest threat that we have. But he oh, was talking God. specifically about like corporate wokeism. So like things okay. like, you know, like the Target and the Bud Light and all that other stuff, right? Which sure you can make like an argument. Okay. Like I think we also know when we see those ads with like, you know, that are like very obviously uh, kind of, you know, that are LGBT or whatever happened with that Bud Light thing uh, earlier this year. You say, okay, sure. I mean, I don't think I'm going to buy Bud Light because a trans person is on the can. It really wouldn't affect me because... I know that this is a marketing deal or whatever, but to somebody like Vivek Ramaswamy or like these other people that are really just upset about gay people getting more rights than they had in the past, um, they, they look at something like that and say, Oh no, that's evil. And it's not right. It's it's all green. Like, so like when Bud Light had like whatever they had, people are like, Oh, you know what? We're going to switch to like Modelo. Right, because that's like a real American beer or whatever. So silly. The thing is, they're all fucking owned by the same beverage company. Like you are just these are just big corporations. It doesn't matter. Like none of this stuff matters, right? So but you can make like an argument. You can you know, you can build a persona based off of that line of thinking, you can make money off of it or whatever. But like if you are on a national stage and you are still kind of repeating those things and kind of living off of that grift. That is very sad. And it's yeah. very sad. And it's troubling because you get more than enough people. Because Vivek Ramaswamy is a smart person. He talks very well. He talks in a way that convinces a lot of people. He talks in a way that convinces people that I know and I interact with. Oh, he's really making a good point. And he's really not, right? So, like, the thing that he says about LGBTQ stuff, like... In, in an indirect way is he's like, you know, the greatest form of governance is uh, a nuclear family, right? Okay. Which is mom, you know, mother, father, and children, children. right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, as brown people, that is shit that we have been told our yeah. whole life. And I'm, you know, obviously we grew up in a nuclear family. You're part of a nuclear family. I'm very grateful for the fact that I grew up in a nuclear family. I, I hear being divorced is or growing up as a child of divorce is difficult, but that doesn't mean that that's the only way that people should live. Right. Like, especially I think like for Brown people, like there is the nuclear. <laughs> There's family, so many examples of shitty nuclear families. But like that's we thing, all right? grew up with that. So exactly. Yeah. It's not, it's not really legitimate, right? It's not really legitimate when we know that the women don't have as much of a say in a family yeah. that men do. So, you know, it's kind of just like, it's like the brown version of like saying things like, oh, things were great in the 60s for white people. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For th- in the 60s for white people. Because you wrote everything. What about him rapping, though? Because... <laughs> <laughs> because, like, what's that about? Like, what's going on there? And, like, what is the thought process? And why is he doing it? What? Not once, but many times. And also playing tennis shirtless and letting people record him. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Like, he has a brown wife. Like, I don't know if he doesn't have any friends. Like, I genuinely want, is he a narcissist? Like, what's going, what is the game plan here, Vivek? You definitely have to be a little bit of a narcissist. Well, not a little bit. You have to be a huge narcissist to run. Yeah, exactly. That uh, secretly gay Barack Obama, huge narcissist. Um, (laughs) Crackhead. Craghead, sorry. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, right? Like, he is he is a fucking dweeb. That's the rapping. Like, the rapping <laughs> is he thinks that he can just repeat stuff very, very quickly. Oh, it makes him a rapper. Yeah. When he's not. Like, he doesn't understand the words or whatever. And he's like, oh, you <laughs> so know what? Silly. And he's People rapping are gonna a watch. song from 20 years ago. What yeah, is and he it's doing? Like, what are you doing? fucking playing shirtless tennis and just like fucking launching moonshots like off camera because nobody can see and just grunting what are you doing also tennis is like such an indian sport isn't it it's like such a (laughs) south asian sport our people love tennis our people do love tennis we're not very good at tennis no we're better at tennis than we are at other sports but yeah other global sports i think yeah but it just it's it's just so silly 
And that's the thing. Like you're like okay. I like I'm sure he looks he's he's amazing at tennis. Apparently he was like nationally ranked at some point. Okay. But even in that video, right? Like the way that he's standing, you're like, dude, like I'm sure that that's how you're supposed to stand for tennis, but he looks like a motherfucking crab. Like the way that his legs are like <laughs> jutting out. Silly. He's just grunting and slamming balls. You're like, oh, dude. Like who is this for? I know. All right. Also, well, I think he has a hair system. Ooh, you think that's a piece? No, I don't think it's a piece. I think he's losing hair, uh-huh. which, you know, men of our age are all... I have a hair system. I know my problem spots. Uh-huh. That's the reason why this haircut is so short. Um, but I think that he um, tries to cover it up. Like, if you've seen some of his videos, his hair goes really, really high because he's, like, trying to cover up his problem spots. Uh-huh. What he should have done, he should have just fucking gone to Turkey before he got into this presidential. <laughs> if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna do this, go I think the, the fact that yeah, the fact that he didn't go to Turkey, the lack of foresight makes him unqualified <laughs> to be my president. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's the end of uh, this episode, mostly. But I wanted to introduce a new segment called uh, "Can I Say Something Without Everyone Getting Mad at Me." I like this. I was traveling this week. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, okay, I'm going to say something very controversial as a person of the North. But okay. I spent eight days in Texas. It's not so bad. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't have to get an abortion in your eight days, you fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm back. So that was quick. I was in Houston. The houses are so nice. I was, by the way, it was a hundred million degrees. We would wake Mm -hmm. up in the morning and it would be 94 degrees by 8 a.m. Unbearable heat. Humidity, ridiculous. Not a like smidge of wind in sight. Like not Mm -hmm. a breeze, nothing. Not even in the shade is it nice. But people just aren't outside. Like they're just not outside. They're in cars. Also, Okay, another can I say something without everyone getting mad at me? We rented sure. a big old Ford Expedition. Room room. <laughs> it was a big ass truck. I felt like I was driving a plane. You can't talk to people in the back seat. You need like an intercom system. Like people can't hear you because the thing is so big. I was just I you you feel like a little old lady. Maybe Trump gets carried around in an expedition and that's why he thinks he's 215 pounds. Because I felt like a tiny person. I felt like a tiny baby and a big mega truck driving from place to place in air from air conditioned place to air conditioned place and i was like maybe houston's not terrible but yeah you're right i can't get an abortion there um and also the guns so many gun stores gun stores pawn stores liquor stores everywhere you go it sounds like what you really enjoyed was the expedition why don't you just buy an expedition i did and we're currently in the market to get an ev but that Aye. expedition, <laughs> it did cost me $85 to fill up the tank, though. So that wasn't great. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Lost me there. Environment. But, but it's like, a it's a good car. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, obviously the planet is dying. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. But is it going to die before we die? <laughs> no, no. We're, we're never supposed to do it for us. We're supposed to do it for our children. You don't have kids. so you don't I don't that. have kids. Exactly. But yeah. don't you care about my kids? Mm. <laughs> is that Real your, can enough. I say something without everyone getting mad? Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. I like the segment. All right. Do you have anything to add to it? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Yours was climate change. Nah, doesn't matter. Nah, nah, who cares? Whatever, who cares? So what? Who cares? <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm back. So I'll be back later this week to talk, catch up on Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of OC. And very exciting, the new season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I think that I'm going to have you watch the first two minutes of because it's so ridiculous. And I feel like you should, you would enjoy it because, yes, you have, you seem is to have there, a question. Is there a, is there like a Mormon angle to like the uh, real? Yes, of course. Even their music is like 
um, you know, the Mormon tabernacle. Like it's like, ha, ha, ha. There's a lot of that. It's very exciting. It's all snow and skiing and Mormons. That's like always been the whole angle on Salt Lake City has been mm-hmm. religion. And then, of course, Jen Shaw went to jail. So there was that. But right. yeah, it's exciting. One of the women is married to her step grandfather. I may have told you this before. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah, it's fine. Hot. Anyway, hot. that's it for this episode. I'll be back later this week. Um, and uh, oh, and submit your can I say something without everyone getting mad at me um, to the question in the Spotify thing. I don't know how to use it. I'm really bad at the question in the Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) You guys will figure it out. You're smart.